0: For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Don't settle for an old Gmail address. Show your true colours with your personalised at ToonArmy.com email address to use in-app or on the web. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play.
1: I went to Bladen, racist was on the 9th of June, 1862 on a summer's afternoon. I took the bus with Amberers and she was heavy laden. Away we went along Collinwood Street, that's on the road to Bladen. Oh, lad, you're soon to see this gannin'. Passing the boats along the road just as they were gannin'. There were lots of lads and lasses there, I was wildin' faces.
0: And in a land road To see the scene of races. Hello and welcome to CHN Radio. It's your boy,
1: Greg Trotzel. You can
0: follow me at NURC underscore Greg. We are very happy to report that Newcastle United have made it to the fifth round of the FA Cup for the first time since 2006. And to talk to about this great achievement, I bring you the best damn coast in the land, Elijah Newsom. What's up?
2: Um, I mean, just what a day today was. Uh, Recording this Tuesday um, after a thrilling matchup between two very level sides. Um, (laughs) Greg, I'm just super excited to get into that. Um, You know, if you want some fire tweets, follow me at Elijah underscore Newsome. Um, By the time this podcast comes out, I'll probably either be Really happy about something the Hawks did, or really mad about something the Hawks did, or just like I might delete my Twitter if Newcastle, uh, the club, sold by the time this podcast comes out. I'll say that I'll delete my Twitter if the club is sold by the time this podcast comes out. So there you go, Greg.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't really do us much service, does it? Because we—I mean, it's
2: a big deal for me
0: to tweet, though. We need we need your tweet.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I know. It's that the whole point is that I don't think Newcastle will get sold. It, that's why you do that. Okay. It's like well, Mike Vrabel saying, "I'll I, he would cut his penis off for a Super
0: Bowl." It's like it's not going to happen. Speaking of, we'll talk about some penis today. Oh yeah, be a lot uh, of penis we're going to mark Bud. this one explicit. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So, we won. It. It wasn't. It lo- It seemed easy, but it ended up not being. Uh, and we'll get into all the fun details about everything that that was. Um, but we the the end goal is we are where we wanted to be, and that's the fifth round of the FA Cup for the first time under Mike Ashley's ownership that that's happened. Ooh. So we'll start with three words. Ooh. And, Elijah, I know that we have some on the other account if you want to pull those up, and I'll just start on mine. Does that okay. work? Okay. It's not yours, it's, it's not ours, bad. but, you know. Uh, yeah okay um, and then maybe I can read these like well enough this yeah. time around so we can try out so the first one from Don at Smicultra cocks out mags <laughs> to <Toon laughs> Portland at Tune Army PDX it's a gif of a guy pouring water on himself it's not not three words uh, the action isn't
2: even three words.
0: <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Worldwide at yo underscore ho underscore no underscore mo. Says ASM ends Oxford. Zach Leggett at Zach underscore Leggett. Effing knackering watch. Sandra Farn at Hockey Mom 41. Sent me gray. Okay. Joe Terry mm-hmm. at Joseph underscore Terry. Says never a doubt. <laughs> Um, Adrian Langley at ADI underscore Bizzle New Heart Needed Uh, Callie at Tune underscore Callie Steve, Master Tactician Bruce That second word is one word (laughs) Omar Abdallah at Omar Abdallah 5 Good, Typical, Lucky Aiden at Aiden 94838444 Jeez. Thank effing
2: Christ. Aiden, you got to change that Twitter handle, dude. No one's <laughs> going to be able to. to follow you with the name Aiden and then that as your... Like, you got to change <laughs> something, buddy. Come on. Like, if you're listening, please make a change.
0: And then Jerry Aldini at Jerry Aldini 1010 Exciting, shambolic relief.
1: Mm.
0: Well, what uh, on the main
2: account, Um, Adam P. Tate, our boy at hey. AP Tate we still suck. <laughs> um, uh, resting bush face. That's a pretty good name. That is good. John Burgundy. Please get Rondon. Um, Dave Javu at space release. Helicopter dicks out. And Ginko underscore nufc at Ginko row. Um, says thanks. Fuck Gucci. Uh, Thanks, thanks. Fuck Gucci. I, I'm, I don't think he's saying fuck Gucci. I think he's like thank fuck, like thank thank God for Gucci. It, I,
0: interesting. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's an odd one. I think that's it. Um, it says that there's five, but I only see four on here. So
0: maybe okay. I'm skied. Yeah. Well,
2: maybe I'm skeed.
0: You guys did a great job once again of describing how the match would do i like the the last one i read which was exciting shambolic relief because that literally is the progression of moods that you went through Mm. in this match so i really enjoyed that one yes yes so that brings us to lineups yeah and i will read us the starting lineups from this match and you know what you know how i feel about this i felt good so the starting lineup lineup yeah uh, Carlo Darlow, Annette, then Giandre Yedlin, Fabian Cher, Jamal Osells, the captain, Lauren Lejeune, Matt Ritchie, Nabil Bentaleb, Matty Longstaff, Sean Longstaff, Miguel Almiron, and Joel Elijah, take it away.
2: Um, so, yeah, it was it was an interesting lineup. Um, I mean, I had made the bold prediction of a formation change of a 4-4-2, but I was not expecting this formation change. Um, we went with, uh, I guess, really a 3-5-2, I would call it, Greg. Um, and um, I think Chris Woff was the first to mention. uh, Sean Longstaff played as a ten, yeah. Which, like, we'll have to look at the
0: tapes, but it could have been me. Um, no, no, no,
2: it it was definitely Chris Woff because he. Well, that's who I saw at first, and then you also tweeted it. But I saw you might have tweeted it first. But I I, always try to get
0: it first. I'm like my first thing as soon as it kicks off. Like, what formation are they in? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what, like, and Chris he is really said, good at it. But the thing is, he might have, I think, what I, what I think I read was him saying, I'm hearing Sean Longstaff might be at the 10. So I think he said uh, it before kickoff, God which is it. where, and so I was, like, looking for it off the bat. But anyway, Location. it was an interesting, <laughs> it was an interesting, like, formation. And I mean, for it, it worked for, like, the first 15, 20 minutes. And Sean Longstaff played well, so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, our wingbacks, like it's it's interesting because like I think people are now starting to see how poor of a crosser Matt Ritchie is, um, but it's just like and you got the, yeah you've got the two like worst crossers in terms of wingbacks backs um, yeah out there playing. So I mean, we couldn't do anything. I think if Bruce really wanted to try this formation again, Danny Rose and Lazaro would just be yeah
0: yeah in that
2: side hundred percent.
0: Yeah, immediately. Uh, the, just one thing to mention is the subs here. We had Rob Elliott, Kieran Clark, ASM, Isaac Hayden, Federico Fernandez, Christian Atsu, and Tom Allen. Congrats to Tom, man. He's, he's definitely deserving the appearances. Uh, I also heard that Jack Young, who's 19 years old, he's a midfielder playing for the U 23s and is looking like it's like Tom Allen and Jack Young. And then every once in a while, you'll get like. Um, uh, L- 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 Longelo, 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 Rosario Longelo, I think is how you pronounce his name, the West Ham product. He's been doing well pretty recently. But, like, your consistents are Tom Allen and Jack Young. And Jack Young traveled with the team, but he didn't make the bench. But it was so cool. Like, yeah. I'm sure to get that opportunity is big for him at 19. So, cool story, bro. Okay, so when the, when the team – was named for me. I was thinking like a three-five-two or a five-three-two, like some of that matchup. But kickoff happened, and it was Longstaff playing the ten. And then so you had Jolenton and Almiron up top. It was the midfield was Longstaff ten, and then it was Maddie Longstaff. So Sean Longstaff was the ten. Maddie Longstaff and Ben Taleb were playing alongside each other, and then Yedlin mm. and Richie, like Elijah said, were the ring, wing backs. Um, and then pretty much immediately we noticed what, that it was a pretty sloppy start. (laughs) It was an open game, sloppy, nothing in the final third. I I know Matt Ritchie got caught off sides early, but then we got our joy pretty quickly in this one, which is took a lot of relief off of it, but we got our goal and it was Sean Longstaff 15th minute. This was a great goal and you're going to catch a theme with these here. Um, but Elijah, uh, I'm interested to see, hear your thoughts. Maybe after this, we'll do a goal ranking. Okay. Um, okay. But Almiron, fantastic play. He's not getting enough credit for this goal, but he carried the ball up the field and then like, and then he got it back to Richie, who won a header, and then Almiron centered it to Jolinton, and who and Jolinton laid it off to Sean Longstaff, and he like, kind of made, like, six defenders, like, miss, and then, like, or just, like, misread what he was going to do, and he curled it in the top corner. Amazing goal. Elijah, let me know your thoughts.
2: It's interesting. I mean, the Longstaffs only hit bangers. I mean, like, later on in the match, like, I mean, I don't know if this is even going to be a relevant enough match event, but Maddie Longstaff also had a shot that was, like, just an absolute curler that, like, just was over the bar, and it's like, dang. Like, these two, they refused to score, like, ugly normal goals like the rest of us and this is just another perfect example um, Shout out to Joel Linton. Someone did point this out uh, when I mentioned that he had an assist was that I, They they said like it it showed that he now has a little bit more composure as like I, Which is a fair point. I think if this was Joel Linton a couple months ago He would have tried to turn and shoot there and it would have been an off-balance shot But instead he kind of shielded the ball well and I uh, laid it off to to someone else um, which, you know, resulted in a goal and an assist for him. So, shout out to him.
0: Yeah, I love it. And it right so right after this, so we're all in absolute euphoria because we just scored against the League One side. Yeah, huge. Immediately off the kickoff, man, come on. Uh, it was awful from Jolinton. I don't know how he, like, I know the ball. He was six yards out. So I'll explain the play. Ben Taleb, Ball alert. Yeah. It looked like he hit it pretty early.
1: And he did like, hit oh, it dang.
0: early. He wasted this chance. So the ball just rolled right to Jolinton. And he was six yards out. The ball took a bounce, hit hit his shin, and it goes past the far post wide. Missed the entire post-to-post of the net from six yards out. It was a great ball from Bentelet. Yeah, I wouldn't Apparently, say it, it rolled insane.
2: to him. It took a really weird bounce and bounced off his shin.
0: I mean, which is... A striker would dream of that happening most well,
2: of Well, to be fair, we've only had really one striker score off his shin. Uh, as of recent, it was a 10-bit ARFA. So. Uh,
0: that was a ball and a half.
2: It was a great I, ball, but I'm just saying, like, Joel Linton didn't even get a full swing at it. So, like, it was a bad miss, but I feel like it's less on Joel Linton and more on just, like, how awkward it was for him to take that ball.
0: I We will agree to disagree on this point.
2: I'll agree to disagree with this I because I also watched Man City where that. Aguero missed a point blank shot where he had a better chance in it but it was like an awkward an awkward like shot for him as well and he also skied it. So I'm just gonna point I out, can
0: raise you all the awkward shots he has finished though.
2: Yes, that's fair. But he also gets more opportunities to finish with awkward shots, which we yeah. both know, you know, doesn't have for Joel Linton, But he made up for it with later. He did. Just, uh, that
0: was just a yeah. brutally bad miss, in my opinion. We have a little difference here, which is fine. But I'll say uh, this
2: for for someone who usually gets slagged with Newcastle, when they showed the slow motion replay and people saw that the ball was like bouncing and like just hit off the side of his shin, like people were not actually like, "Oh, Jolenton shit!" It was like, "Oh, that's a really awkward ball to deal with."
0: I was, I wasn't the first, the former. I was close though. I was not happy with that miss. <laughs> um, and then, so, the intensity really bust, like, cranked up for for Newcastle here. Um, like, they were just, like, well, we mentioned Matty Longstaff. A little bit earlier, he's just going nuts in the midfield. Sean and Jolinton were running everywhere. Everything looked good. And we had a lot of chances to, like, break down Oxford and probably get some more goals. And So, I, I, our build up play was looking great. And then it was a misplaced pass here, here there in the final third, stuff that we've just seen all season. But we were looking really good. And then the second goal happened. Uh, it was a counterattack on Oxford from a free kick. And Matty Longstaff closed down and forced Oxford to go long. And then Almiron took the ball once again, starts with Almiron, um, runs up the field. Gets it to the Sean Longstaff. He plays an amazing ball up over the top to Jolenton. Jolenton had a lot of time to think about this one. And I was like, if – I literally was thinking if he doesn't make this, I'm, I'm done. I'm officially calling it on Jolenton and my relationship. And calm, cool, collected, slides it right into the net. Elijah, what's your thought here?
2: I mean, it was brilliant cool. I actually I, – I felt Jolenton was going to convert this 100%. Um... Just because, it like, he had so much time. And I was like, this is such a bad keeper, and there's so much space. And, like, you had that angle to, like, just loop it over the keeper and kind of bounce, which is what happened. He kind of looped it. Kind of, it was a curling, kind of loopy shot that bounced in um, into the net. And I was like, the keeper was so far off his line. It was like, that you just have to put it on target at this point. And he did. Um, but what a sprint that was from Joel Linton as well. Like, easily the fastest I've seen him... Um, thus far in a Newcastle shirt and just an absolute gem of a ball, um, from Sean Longstaff who again, brilliant today. Um, at least for the first 80 minutes.
0: Yeah. And one thing to note here. So Jolinton, I skipped over this. Jolenton went down, looked like he hurt his hip. Was, well, he hurt treatment? his rib. Oh, it's his rib.
2: Yeah. Uh, he, okay. he was grabbing his rib. And then, like, he went down earlier, like you said, and then he had the goal. Then he was grabbing his yeah. rib again, had to get subbed off. Um, and Steve Bruce made a comment on the ribs. Did you hear about this? Uh, no. He thinks it's a cracked rib.
0: Oh, great. So I wonder who's our striker going to be.
2: Well, you know, I'll, I'll throw a name out there for you. Free agent right now. Nemanja Nikolic. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's actually the only center forward I see on transfer mark. That's the <laughs> highest value center forward I see on transfer mark right now. And the people above him are Tom Carroll and Sung young key and this guy, Sakar Sankare. And Nemanja Nikolic is just, just was on the Chicago fire. So um, we're actually just screwed is is the moral of this story. Yeah. Uh, because we have no healthy strikers. <laughs> Which, as we now, I guess we can get into it, is, is an issue. Because Jolinton yeah. subbed off. Um, Alan Say Maxman comes on. Secondary striker is his best position, according to Greg Troxell. You would think it wouldn't be too bad. Um, but he like he's really good as a secondary striker when he has an actual striker to play off of. And he was playing off an attacking midfielder.
0: And it was a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, well it started with him and Almiron playing up front. Yeah. Which and, was not great. And Bruce has talked about this. He's talked about Almiron and um ASM playing up front, but I didn't like after seeing them play here, like never do that. Never do that again.
2: It's just they both are so similar and like they're they're just they're just wingers. Or they're they're midfield like they're attacking midfielders. Like just they don't. They don't make forward runs. Like they don't make striker runs. Which, like, we get on Joe Linton for not making striker runs. Um, which, by the way, this happened again. Uh, that the comment, like, one of the commentators on one of the broadcasts thought his name was Joe Linton, and they kept calling him Joe or they kept Kane Linton for like the first fifteen minutes, which is just hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah. like. As much as we slag on him for not being able to make striker runs or not doing it enough, like, it was kind of evident that, like, oh, wow, maybe Joel Linton's a like, better at making these runs or has gotten better at making these runs because, like, ASM and, and Almiron, just neither one of them really made those runs. A lot of the runs they were making were, like, these runs you would make as an attacking midfielder where you're trying to set up someone else. They would They would be going towards the box, and then they would make a run that would pull them away from, like, being clearly in front of goal. Like they would make a run out wide in the box. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Um, So it was not, it was not great. It was, it was really frustrating because Newcastle had a lot of the ball um, for a little bit. So, and nothing could happen because none of the strikers could make striker runs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the, the first half, that was kind of it for the first half. Oxford did have a few chances here. Yeah. but nothing. Darlow made a great point blank point blank save, but mm-hmm. nothing, nothing really else to report. So the the first half ended with a two nothing lead, and I will say, and it ended with like those two up top. But Sean Longstaff didn't look bad at the ten, and let's tamper everything and say, yeah. well. He didn't look bad. He looked good. Yeah, he but looked this good. was against a League One team. It's true. and But he looked comfortable there. And he obviously got his goal and he, like, made some smart passes. He got a goal and assist in the first half. I mean, that's really good. So, uh, big credit to him there.
2: Yeah. Um, Andy,
0: any thoughts for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I think part of him, I mean, because, like, one of the things that he was good at under Rafa was, like, he didn't really have that many defensive responsibilities. Like Matty Longstaff looks like he's going to be an out and out. Like his peak is going to be an out and out engine type, like midfielder. Like he will, he will just run and he'll make tackles. Um, he'll hit a long shot every now and then, but he's not going to be that playmaker. And Sean Sean's ceiling is going to be that playmaker type, uh, f- midfielder. And I uh, like towards his run of, in his run of brilliance with Rafa, um, we kind of saw glimpses of that. Um, and him, as him playing as a more advanced midfielder, not to the cam level though, but just not having as many defensive duties as, you know, as you would, as you expect him to have this season. So, yeah. um, it was, it was actually, I mean, I have to say he looked good. I'd like to see it in the premier league. I think he's capable of doing it. I'm um, playing in a more advanced role. I don't know if he's, he would be our best cam, but I think that's the best position for him as a more attack-minded central midfielder.
0: Yeah. We'll see. We've seen it before in other formations, too, when he brings Sean Longstaff a little bit more... When he, meaning Bruce, brings Sean Longstaff a little bit more forward than the other midfielders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so it was nice to see him, like, in a fully deployed 10-roll um, against oh. lesser competition so he could kind of show off a and little bit. like,
2: while we're talking about this, um, just first-half thoughts before Newcastle played themselves a little bit out of the match... Um, Bentaleb, we have to talk about him because um, I complained about them not passing the ball to him, and turns out when you pass the ball to Bentaleb and allow him to, you know, let you reset and he retains possession and all that stuff, turns out it works. Greg, who would have thought? Um, because yeah. was, he was well, really good
0: it, at doing. It that. It just proves once again that Newcastle United listens to the podcast. Yeah, it's
2: true. I mean, like yeah. literally, they did that a lot. They reset with him a ton, um, and which was really cool because. Uh, it it took the pressure off of like Maddie Longstaff. He was pretty much anytime Maddie was on the ball, Bentaleb was nearby, and so anytime Maddie saw some pressure, because Oxford, I think we kind of didn't talk about this much. Oxford pressed a bunch um, to try to nick a quick goal off of Newcastle. It's actually a pretty decent strategy, um, and it nearly worked because I mean, if you watched Newcastle play against any team the past couple weeks, you would know that they do not do well with being pressured on the ball. And, uh, Oxford came out with that and they were able, we were able to get it to Bentaleb and he was able to reset and our center backs weren't just hoofing it forward. And to be fair, this is, we don't give Brian a lot of shout outs, but Brian mentioned this earlier this week in our Slack channel that our he would like, and it's not really a hot take or anything, but I feel it's worth mentioning. He's the last person that said it to me was he would love to see a back three with Sharon Lejeune again. Um, because I'm pretty sure Brian said this, um, yeah, it definitely was Brian because there are two better ball playing center backs. So um it was either Brian or Merza. I'm ninety percent sure it was Brian, but it was kind of evident again here. Both of those guys, Sharon Lejeune, like did not panic when they received the ball and they passed it to Bentaleb to move the ball forward. And I don't know, it was just it was just a really good match. A good first half from Bentaleb and good first half from Newcastle, um, as they actually played through the midfield a little bit. So
0: Yeah. So, starting the second half, it was, once again, St. Max and Almiron up top. And they were in these weird, like, free rolls. Yeah. Like, they were, like, completely interchanging. They were, like, like, one time Almiron was on the left, one time Almiron was on the right. Like, I had no idea which one was supposed to play which. And then Longstaff was bunkered as at number 10. But, like, Longstaff, again, started the second half, really good. This is great. I'm really liking that. He, I just feel like he needed a confident performance, so I I want to keep shouting out the good stuff. Um, but there was an Almiron, what, to me, I was like, please don't be a dive. It wasn't. Don't fret. It was like, I think the ref, the uh, Almiron was taken down in the box, and I think the referee made a really good call here. The ESPN Plus commentators also said this but that like it wasn't a foul nor it was, was it a dive, but it was just like a play on. And the ref, I think did that very well. Do you agree with that?
2: Yeah. It just looked like the, the, it was not intended in any way. Um, it just looked like the back of their legs tangled up with each other. And I don't think Almiron felt, I think he just literally got tripped and I don't think he knew that it was not, it was an accidental trip. Like they're both just running and their legs collided. So yeah, I think it was a good no call. Um, it's a tough one to get live. Um, but he did. He got it. He got it right. Yep. So shout out to him.
0: Uh, St. Maximin made also a couple great runs. He started coming into the game a little bit at the start of the second. And then we had Sean Longstaff, who played in a – this is just a chance I marked, is that Sean Longstaff played Yedlin in, on the right-hand side. And uh, like it was almost an own goal on Oxford here. So Yedlin gets the cross in. And it was like a kind of like – chest neck high ball and the oxford defender i can't remember who it was headed it tried to head it out for a corner because he thought somebody was on his back but no one was there so he it, it just the it, lack of awareness there and uh their goalie had to make a, a last second save to keep that out of the net um so that almost made it three to nothing and the game after that point just got very slow um I, I noticed Jamal LaSalle's, like, barking orders at people, trying to push people up the pitch, but it didn't seem like anybody on Newcastle wanted to. And um, and then, like, you just had no idea what we were doing with Almiron and St. Max, like, up top. They were just, like, flailing around <laughs>
2: for yeah. most of
0: the, the game. Um, so fast forward, no chances happening at all. Oxford gets their goal. They bring it back two to one it was the 81st minute wait did you talk about the subs yet that we made because i feel like oh yeah i should be... wow i usually because talk that about was those.
2: because i mean that was like i i mentioned this I don't, did i mention oh, this well, on the podcast or off air that steve bruce just tried his hardest to lose well,
0: this wait match? wait on those because actually the subs happened after the first goal
2: that's insane that yeah, yeah. The, okay the first... let's talk about that it took us 81 minutes to make a sub. Well, our second sub. No, because, it was
0: actually 88.
2: Well, yeah. But our second sub because, minutes. of course, Joel Linton went off earlier. But still, wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the goal was the 84th minute. I just checked from Kelly. And it was a great free kick. <laughs> it really was. It sucks to say, but it was. Uh, six minutes left to play. He stepped up right foot, curled it. Uh, Darlo got a hand on it, but he couldn't keep it out. It yeah. was in a great spot right in between two of our defenders heads cells and somebody else and it was a great goal uh your th- your take on that
2: and all honestly in all honesty, in all honesty um, oxford for that the probably like the 70th minute on really like ah 75th minute on really like got control of the match and like really had control of the match until the end yeah, um, yeah it's worth and it, it's worth mentioning that because like as you guys may well know, the both like new caps. Most of the goals Oxford had were off of set pieces, essentially, and like, w- like it was weird because it was like I felt like they definitely deserved a goal, but the way the, they deserved the goal, but the way they got the goals were just not they weren't great because the refs sucked, and like the fist one especially was just like a dive, and the guy got the free kick, and like people were really upset with Miggy um, for for diving and stuff when he really wasn't diving that much this match at all. Um, but, like, the, the, the guy who won this, it was a complete dive. I mean, the free kick was absolutely gorgeous and a beautiful goal, but it just wasn't deserved. Yeah. But it was weird because they definitely deserved a goal for their play. But just yeah. the free kick wasn't deserved.
0: So right after this goal... We had another chance. Zalmoron. he sprinted right through the middle, past two defenders. Then he forced himself a little too wide, and he had a low shot. It was parried away. Um, then we had another chance with Saint Maximin. He flicked the ball right by, beyond a defender, and he gets to it. And then it's right on like the goal line, like mm. but away from like what did they end line, not the. Whatever. Just not near the goal, but still at the goal line. And then he lays a ball to Sean Longstaff and man, he's gotta put that away. Yeah. Um, that was a really bad miss. That Longstaff took, just put the game it wide wide right of the post. Um mm-hmm. that would have made it three to one. That was a better chance than Almiron's miss. Yeah. And then we made the sub. Uh so the sub was uh Miguel Almiron off for Isaac Hayden. Your thoughts on that sub?
2: I mean uh there's a lot of people who are slagging it just based on, and I think it was hindsight's 2020. Um, but in my eyes, it's 88th minute. Um, you want to shore up your defense, uh, and you know, especially when you're trying to protect a 2-1 lead. And Miguel Amaron has started. 10 straight matches going at 110% the whole match. So, I mean, Greg and I have mentioned multiple times, when's he going to get rested? When's he going to get rested? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, well, this, and we both penciled this in as a match. Both times we previewed this as where you could see Alman playing some limited minutes. Um So I didn't hate the sub as much as other people because I understood the rationale behind it. Now, the other subs, yes, very questionable. This one, I think, not as questionable. In my opinion.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm I'm on board with this. Uh, I was I was shocked. Like at the 80th minute, I was I think I was saying like, all right, like are we gonna like get some fresh players there? We're we're just dragging along. Um, we had to see the first goal and a couple chances miss before we got that sub in. Um, right after that sub, Oxford scored again. This was tough to swallow. Somehow we managed to toss this to a lead against the League One side, but Holland scored with a a volley from the edge of the area. Um, Off another set piece.
2: That was a dive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was another set piece. Yeah, exactly. Great call out there. The goalie was up. Oxford's keeper was there, and the ball got to Holland, and it was a great finish by him. Curled it around Darlow, 2-2. to Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of said it. It was a great goal, just like we're talking about another. Just This is four straight really good goals. Um, yeah, I mean, another dive to win a free kick. It's not ideal. It's not what you want, but it's the, it's the nature of football. It's the magic of the FA Cup, whatever you want to call it. But it was unfortunate because Newcastle had clearly made a sub that was going to... Um, how do you say this? They made a sub that was definitely tailored towards the idea of like, all right, well, we're gonna just see this out. And then when you don't see out the match, then you're kind of screwed. Um and usually in a Premier League match it doesn't happen because it's just a draw, but here it's like, well, you gotta play thirty more minutes and you've just subbed off your most one of your best attacking players. Even though it was the right call at the time, you're now without an attacking player, um, and you don't have a lot of great attacking players on the bench. So um, it, it it was an it's a tough moment to swallow, um, but you can take you can take solace in knowing that Liverpool, who played a strong team against Shrewsbury, like in there that's the reason they had a replay today. is because they gave up a two two goal lead yep. as well. So, uh.
0: yep. Um, so extra time started. We had to guarantee to play another. Th- I, maybe Bruce is just trying like, how can I make it through this FA Cup with also playing the most minutes ever? It's true. So that's that could be what he's trying. Um, Oxford almost immediately got a goal right at the start of the extra time. Um, Darlow made a made a pretty good save, and well, or sorry, he dove to make the save, and then it was blocked. And then there was a good opportunity, an open goal, but I, I didn't see what defender it was, but somebody knocked it away. Um, and the momentum was completely on Oxford's side, and then we made another sub taking off Florin lejeune or karen clark this is a weird one um
2: i was sensing maybe a formation change and then for a hot second it looked like it it almost looked like we did a back four with karen clark as a left back but then i i really couldn't tell and it kind of looked like all the same um and there was a moment where like sean longstaff was up top because we had subbed off Miggy so he moved up top and Hayden slot into the midfield so I thought that we were running some sort of four in the back formation and I don't know it was just so it was an odd sub it was a weird one because you want to attack and so you know people were like sub on Atsu sub on Tom Allen and I mean people were like why didn't we sub on Atsu why didn't we sub on Atsu and they got what they wanted I guess Greg
0: yeah well (laughs) <laughs> uh, one thing that we didn't call out is when Alron left, St. Gucci was the lone striker up top. Yeah, um, Sean Longstaff was playing the 10. It was Hayden and Longstaff in front of Bentaleb. And for some reason, we still couldn't control the midfield there. Which Yeah, we had just so they, many midfielders. Um, we just
2: couldn't do anything about it.
0: Yeah, and uh, we Oxford were still dominating even after this sub, so we made another one in the 104th minute. or 103rd minute, sorry, like you said, Atsu was subbed on for Nabil Bentaleb, Elijah. Walk us through it.
2: It was a weird one um, because I think, as many people pointed out, um, if you're heading towards a potential penalty shootout, the last guy you want to sub out is the guy who has never missed a penalty. And that's what Steve Bruce did. He subbed out the guy who never missed a penalty – for a guy who is literally a meme for his lack of, of ability to finish. So I, I I don't know. I was like at that point, I was like, I was shocked. I mean, it was one of those where it's like, you know, I get bring on Atsu. That's I didn't have an issue with that. Had an issue with you subbing off Bentaleb for that. And I'm like, if you're gonna sub off someone, sub off Maddie Longstaff. That's just my thing. It wasn't because Matty Longstaff was particularly poor. It was just like, I mean, I don't know he you would sub off Ventilab. It just didn't make sense to me. He didn't look tired. It was, I mean, he didn't seem happy. Like, after the match, he didn't really seem happy that he was subbed off or anything, which not many players are. But, I mean, I think he was a little shocked that he was subbed off as well. And it, it kind of bit Newcastle in the butt because
0: Atsu was not great. Yep. Uh, and then so Atu went to uh, he went to up top with St. Max, Longstaff has the 10 and then Maddie and Hayden behind them. Um, so the first half ended of extra time. Oxford dominated it. Uh, St. had a decent chance, but um, Atu did give a little bit of a threat going forward, but nothing of it. So, the second half started.
2: Well, yeah, no. And... Oh, great. He gave a threat of going forward. He didn't give a threat of scoring. That's the yeah. issue. Yeah. Like, he went... He
0: created... Well, before, before the sub, we weren't even going forward. That's so... true.
2: I mean, because he, he has pace and all that kind of stuff. Which, like, I, I get it. You sub one, add two for that. But it was just... I don't know. It, it looked like Newcastle were heading towards penalties. And... If we had lost this match on a penalty shootout because of a missed Atsu penalty, I don't know what I would have done, Greg. Yeah. Which was entirely possible. but
0: we didn't go to penalties because we did it. In the 116th minute of this FA Cup replay, the, the wait, the 206 total minutes of match play against this team. Alan St. Maximin delivers. It was an amazing goal. He cuts in down the left, cuts inside, gets past two defenders, and rocket shots it into the Nets for an easy goal. And then he rocks the baby dance. Yeah. For celebration with a helicopter dick. Yeah. Not him, but the fans. Yeah. Elijah bring us through this euphoric moment that brought us to the fifth round of the FA Cup.
2: I think most people put it out well when it, when I mean the commentator for ESPN plus said this, you never know what he's going to do with the ball at his feet. I mean, he also, he's, he's always capable of moments of brilliance or something like that, or moments of magic, something like that, something crazy like that. But I mean, it's kind of funny because this is the exact same, this is the exact chance where like, I kind of rag on St. Maxman for doing this, where he will like dribble, 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 have an opening, and take this shot, and usually the shots are on the ground, and they're easily saved, and it's like, all right, cool, that's a decent shot, but whatever. This one was just like, oh, this is what you've been trying to do this whole time, like this whole season. Okay, I understand why you do that, because you can hit those. So um, shout-out to him. Shout-out to the helicopter dick guy. Even bigger shout-out to the guy that really, he got that, like, he got that before I even realized the celebration was going on. Like it, it was almost instant when we saw the video of helicopter Dick happen. Like, I don't even think um, Oxford had kicked off yet. Like it was insane. So shout out to the guy who initially tweeted that out because you must've been, you must've been looking for helicopter Dick. Like, I think he, I think Greg conspiracy theory. I think that the guy who did helicopter Dick is friends with the dude who tweeted out the helicopter Dick video and was like, yo, if we score, he texted me, he's like, yo, if we score, I'm going to do a helicopter dick thing. Because, like, it happened too quickly, Greg. The, the video was live, like, literally less than 30 seconds after the, guy, the the action occurred. So I'm just, I think there was a little conspiracy. They were working together. But, I mean, yeah, uh, St. Gucci scored. Um, and, like, just, it gave him, an, like, he was already playing with a lot of confidence, but, I mean, it gave him a next level of confidence as I'm sure people have, have by this point, seen um, when Newcastle were time-wasting and he just, like, absolutely ended the career of three League One defenders by just, like, Neymaring them and flicking it over them and just in the corner, just absolutely just doing every five-star skill move possible. I don't know. Just, wow.
0: Just what a end to that match. What an end... And, that, and that's how it ended. It, Newcastle 3, Oxford United 2. We are in the fifth round of the FA Cup for the first time since 2006. Uh, we're going to take a break right now and then we're going to come back with all the other odds and ends from this match. So let's do that right now. Bam. We did it. We here. Um, after the match, Alan Shearer was asked if Mike Ashley was going to pop the champagne, and Alan Shearer responded with, you know champagne costs money, right? <laughs> that is a dad joke, and I like it. Some stats for you. Well, I just said it. We Well, before the break, that we advanced for the first time since Um And that was our first win. Oh, yeah, here's one. That was our first win at Oxford since 1988. Yeah. Fun fact. We lost in 89, drew in 90, lost in 91, lost in 92, and then lost in the FA Cup in 2017. Do you have any other stats? I mean – you know I don't do post-game
2: stats. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're I'm, right. You're I'm right.
0: allergic to them. So um, so teams in the fifth round draw, so this will be, be played midweek in the first week in March. Uh, it's Chelsea versus Liverpool, Leicester City versus Birmingham, Derby versus Man United, Portsmouth versus Arsenal, Reading versus Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday versus Man City, Southampton or Spurs versus Norwich City, and West Brom versus newcastle that's who we have left in the final 16 uh let's go to quotes you have any quotes
2: uh no but i will say this um i think the fa cup run stops after uh this fifth round
0: i i made a prediction that we're going to be quarterfinal okay it's going to
2: happen all right i mean (laughs) it could happen to be fair we've played better against like the likes of like Manchester City and, and Chelsea then yeah. like we've played against like Norwich or, or she- well even Sheffield United we've played well against so um, yeah. we had actually a better chance that we advance
1: yeah
0: uh, so after the game Steve Bruce said it was a hairy cup tie great for the neutral but awful for myself and the fans it wouldn't be Newcastle without a story and if that's the story let's go to West Bromwich Albion and carry it on when you look back and put your on when you look back and put your slippers on the FA Cup final oh when you wow let me read when you look back and put your slippers on the FA Cup final is still a huge moment in this country it was rekindled for me when i got there as a manager of Hall city against arsenal in 2014 and i vowed Goodness. that i would never play weekend teams a club like newcastle can win 5 games and get to wembley I know what it means for the city and the supporters who have come a million miles to get here tonight, a couple thousand of them. We are into the next round. We have made hard work of it against Rochdale and now Oxford, but I think we thoroughly deserve to get through. I think it is significant for the club to get to the fifth round for the first time since 2006. Hot take alert. Steve Bruce wears slippers.
2: Hotter take alert. work. Uh, Steve Bruce wants us to continue what we've been doing going into the next round. Let's not do that. Actually, (laughs) let's, 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 let's not continue what we've been doing as we take on West Brom. That's, that's the opposite of what I'd like to see.
0: Yes, definitely. Uh, Elijah, Mm -hmm. who's your best player? We're not doing worse players. Are we,
2: uh, we can, I mean, I think there were some players that sucked.
0: Okay. Then say yours.
2: Um, It's really, it's kind of tough, but, well, one, Christian Dattu. Jesus Christ. That's, I mean, that's all. I
0: can't say him.
2: Dude, I'm sorry. Like, he just had, he had four bad misses. And I think the one that was the worst was, well, and here's my second worst player. Well, he's not, this. I think they're both equally bad. DeAndre Yedlin, because I just feel like he just didn't have a great match. Um, but, like, the one where Yedlin fell over, and he was offside, so, like, he was, it, it didn't even matter. But, like, Christian Atsu was either trying to play the ball on the Yedlin, or that was a terrible shot. It was just, I don't I don't know. Like, St. Gucci Max, this was in extra time. St. Gucci Max um, had dribbled the ball into the box. It was like a three-on-two. Both defenders went towards St. Gucci Max. He lays it off to Christian Atsu, who's one-on-one with the keeper. DeAndre Yedlin is offside, but right next to him. And it's Christian Atsu who kicks the ball, and it just goes wide. And I don't know if it was a pass or if it was a shot, but I just know it was terrible. And it was one of the worst miss- misses I think I've seen in the history of of the of the planet. And so I, I just have to I have to mention that uh, DeAndre Yedlin one fell and that was embarrassing, and two um, couldn't complete a cross today to save his life. Uh, like literally, if someone said DeAndre Yedlin, I will kill you if you don't. Uh, deliver a successful cross, DeAndre Yedlin, we would be saying in memoriam because he was terrible.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I, can't, I can't agree on the Atu thing. I mean, I think he gave us a spark that we needed and he only played, I think it's harsh to give him the worst player when he only played 15 minutes.
2: 15 minutes but, with four misses.
0: I mean, at least That's he's also getting probably there. not true. Uh, and then, I mean, yeah, Yellen didn't, like, screw up. but No, yeah, yeah he just didn't I look know. good. Yeah. So let's go to best player. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate our wins. Of course. Um, my best player, Sean Longstaff. Oh, yeah, that's a good shout. I think so, too. He's, he's really good. Yeah. Really good day for him today.
2: Any particular reason why he just...
0: Uh, well, I've said it a lot. He he's just looked very comfortable in that role. He got a goal. He got an assist. And he continued to drive play throughout the match, even during the slow time, even when like we had no idea who our striker was or where they were. Um, Sean Longstaff stayed composed and was able to make great plays throughout. He had that one miss towards the end. That's probably the only bad thing I can say about his performance was a missed opportunity for him.
1: So Yeah, uh, a missed uh,
2: opportunity to have a brace, which, you know, not not a bad not a bad day. Um yeah, I mean that's the 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 beautiful response I was expecting out of Greg. Um my best player, um, I kind of have two, but the main one is Joel Linton. He played twenty six minutes, and I think it's the best player for this reason. Maybe it's a most valuable player this match. It's a it's a stretch to say this, but um, I think everyone uh realized how bad Newcastle were once Joel Linton left the pitch. And it was one of those things I said it earlier, it's like you slagged him all season for not being able to make runs, but then like when we don't have him to make those runs as a forward like no one knows how to do it. And like generally the team just got just much worse without him on the pitch. I don't know what happened like maybe it was the fact that he was the only striker that could make those runs or I don't know, maybe it's the demeanor he brought but like just, it was not great without him. And like before he was subbed off, he and Sean Longstaff are responsible for 100% of our goals. So I think it's worth mentioning, Joel Linton. If you're talking about players that played significant minutes, my best player, Nabil Benteleb. Um, I just think we saw in match three with him um, the potential and the reason why we signed him. Uh, he was able to move the ball um, with relative ease um, around the Oxford midfield. Um, and just dribble, 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 all that good stuff. Played the simple short passes, um, which is kind of what we needed um, to really release, like Sean Longstaff. And he provided some cover uh, for Matty Longstaff, and then he also was pretty solid in defense as well. Uh, so it was it was just nice to see him actually get involved. And I think he He, did, he made very few mistakes. Um, I think there was a couple giveaways towards the end of the match when everyone was kind of tired. He then got subbed off. Um, unfortunate. But, I mean, overall, I think he had a really good match.
0: Yeah.
2: And, Greg, uh, kind of before we go, um, just speaking of best and worst player, I just want to get your thoughts. Three in the midfield, is it even worth exploring later on? I mean, I think this is the first time it's looked decent.
1: Maybe. If,
0: it just – I mean, it's it's the opponent. It is uh, the opponent. but I, I, I don't want to make a – quick reaction on on we're playing a league one side
2: it's true i do think what was interesting about this iteration of it was that we actually had three actual midfielders in the midfield as opposed to putting miggy as like a cam in in the midfield three it was interesting i just i don't know i don't know i feel like that ad it makes a, a, a bit of a difference Because I think part of the reason you go three in the midfield is stability in the midfield and be able to defend in the midfield. And, like, Miggy, is great at pressing. I don't know if he's the best one-on-one defender. Um, I think Longstaff's a better one-on-one defender, which is not a hot take at all. But I do think that it's maybe something that gets explored later on in the season um, is that I think it is possible to do the midfield three. It's just finding the right midfielders to plug in there. And I think Bentaleb being in there is also great as kind of a holding midfielder. So I'd like to see it with, like, you know... Maybe a, a Shelby, Longstaff, and Bentaleb midfielder. Or Shelby, Hayden, Bentaleb. Or Longstaff, Hayden, Bentaleb. I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. So,
0: yeah, just food for thought. Definitely foodie and thoughty. Mm. All right. That's that's going to conclude this recap. right? Do you have anything else? I uh, know. All right. Let's do it. Um, just for some... I guess for your information, uh, we have a little break. Newcastle does. So uh, you're listening to this on a lovely Friday. Our next match is not until not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. So uh, you're going to get our next podcast will be out this next Wednesday. And then you'll get a preview the, the a week from today, a week from Friday. So a little bit less pods because not a lot going on, but We'll have a midweek podcast for you still, and hope you listened to our last midweek podcast that dropped on Wednesday this past Wednesday. We've got some good conversation sockets there, but that concludes our Oxford FA Cup replay recap. I'm your host
1: Greg Troxel. It's the best damn coach in the land. Elijah Newsom and Hawaii the Love you guys. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown Hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park if the gala gets end in the red I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Jody and to live in Jody land some people think we're bawdy And we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cos the people in the big fat city Haven't had it half as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away i kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, how ho ay I'm coming home And I miss the old blind busker Who stands at me door He plays a mean accordion You've all seen him there before And I love the Jody heroes There's so many famous names like Lindisfarne in Gaza Brendan Foster in the gates at games I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd work the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dark in St James's Park At the Gallagher's and in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine Walk the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of the River tide I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me will I see anyhow we I'm coming home, Newcastle, I may as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog is in James's park in the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home